0: Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Dene.
1: Hi, hi. This is Craig Broomba. I sing and I play guitar for the Power Rock Trio film speed.
2: And my name is Jason Hollis. I own a company called Punk Aristocrats, and I make music for a living.
0: <laughs> In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Brain Dead by Film Speed. Um, let's go ahead and start off. What is this song about and what inspired you to write it?
1: yeah this song um so i so, so at least my i guess process of songwriting. Is it always kind of starts as like voice memos of mm-hmm. um like music ideas like melodies and such and yeah. then once once it goes through the the ringer as as it will uh and the band has a nice spin on it and it sounds like you know like something great live then you can kind of listen back to it and say all right well so what what is this song about and what kind of story fits this, uh, the right way. Um, and in this case, it ended up being how, uh, social media just ruins our lives uh, yeah. and relationships. Uh, just kind of the, the bubble that everyone's, um, stuck in these days is crazy. So even, even though you may have like the closest relationship with your significant other or, you know, best friend, uh, in person and everything is great, you know, while you're having drinks and getting along and having a great time like you always do. But then you'll run into something on a, on a social profile that, uh, you know, that shocks you. And you're like, you know, maybe I don't know these people as well as I thought, Right. <laughs> you know, but it's this crazy little construct how everyone is, is, uh, a much bigger, uh, I, I guess on the internet and, and much more uh, genuine in person all the time. Mm-hmm. And, Uh, It's just uh, it. It's maybe just a reflection of the frustration or the kind of jump up and down saying, hey, I'm still here. Don't (laughs) I'm still here. Don't freak out. Everything's fine.
0: Did anything in particular happen to you that kind of brought this up or was you just thinking about it in general?
1: Oh, it happens all the time. I mean, everyone has cousins, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's not like you can mute them or unfollow them because, you know, they, they, they might find out and then things are awkward at the family gatherings and such. Um, no, it, it was, it's more, um, it's more reflective. Uh, I, can, I can pinpoint like a thousand different stories of, mm-hmm. of times that things like that have happened. So um, it just felt good to kind of get it out in a right way.
2: Craig was also born brain dead, so he he figured that uh, he should write a he should write a song about his experiences. <laughs>
0: yeah. True story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> true
2: story. True story.
0: I was, Dang, he's just there. throwing you under the bus.
2: <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, One, one, one thing that uh, you know I should add too is like um, when he was talking about the voice notes. Um, it's funny. Um, you know, as w- when you're working on the the very beginnings of of songs like Brain Dead. Craig will send a voice memo over and it'll be him playing a a, a guitar riff and just babbling words. (laughs) But then, but then you'll hear the hook. it will be like brain dead. And you're like, Oh, that's, that's great. You know, here's your hook. And then it's, it's interesting how it all evolves though from, from those voice notes. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: So do you normally, when you write, it normally starts out like a voice memo with just like melody ideas and, or maybe like a guitar riff.
1: Yeah. um, Like almost always. Um, If you look at my voice memos right now, you're going to find thousands, (laughs)
0: thousands.
1: (laughs) And it's, it's become my best friend in the world because as soon as those little bits, you know, music is not one of those, uh, some people can just sit, like set aside time, sit down, go through, like, you know, practice how they begin writing and, and such. And that has not been my experience. My experience is that when you hear something and you and it's definitely not something that you've heard before, right. then it's yours. Get it right. down real quick, just so yeah. you have it to come back to later.
0: Yeah, and as far as um, like the production goes for this, or even just um, putting together the instrumentation, um, did that kind of was that all put together first before you put the lyrics as well, or? Did it just kind of yes. create the mm-hmm. mood first?
1: Yeah, yes and no, right? So in Hollis's ears, he's like, that's, that's a perfect uh, uh, kind of subject for this song. That's a great hook for this. Uh, you should go with that. So honest, like final, final lyrics don't... So final lyrics is one thing because that's like the day, a couple days before like recording or like a week before recording, just so I have like enough time to have listened to the entire band play it because it's in those little kind of turns of a, of a drum fill or, um, a bass lick that will kind of alter the way that my vocals want to approach scene with it and around it. Right. So it just more or less evolves and like final, final (laughs) vocal takes, may change the lyrics all the time in fact in this song yeah second the second verse i think originally had i think eight lines and we ended up going four and repeating the prior four and it i think it's because uh in the moment it just didn't feel right to add more to it
0: then jason um with the production um do they kind of do the guys kind of get let allow you um a lot of say when it comes to you know what you're hearing uh, like maybe like if I could jump in. We,
1: we just we take orders from the boss at that point once he checks in once he checks into that room it is his orchestra and we are we are doing what we can to satisfy mm-hmm okay the, it,
2: well, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a balance you know like the way, that, <laughs> the way that we all start the thing is is um you know like in in this case, it starts with a with a voice memo or Craig's sending over you know thirteen songs, and you going like I, <laughs> I really like i really like this one this one is <laughs> speaking yeah. to me um but w- we we do so much work in in the in production, um, me, meaning like everything is generally worked out. To the point, like instrumentation-wise, usually the tempos. Um, we know what we're doing when we walk into the studio. So by the time you walk into the studio, that's when you can really become creative because you've done all your homework.
0: Right, the pre pros
2: yep. done. You know what you're doing. Then it's easy to go like, um, let's 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 you know double double this lyric, or let's mm-hmm. take this out, or let's cut let's cut this intro in half, or let's move this here because we all, everybody knows the song so well. And I, like, I don't necessarily think it's a, I, I yell and scream sometimes, but it's because I'm so, <laughs> I'm so in the, in the moment of where we are and I'm listening for just different things that, that the guys are listening for. I'm always third party perspective. So I like to look at it. It's like, I'm looking at it from a fan. And then right. also from the perspective of like, how can we make this thing, as tight as we can possibly make it and as good as we can make it. And sometimes that means shortening. Sometimes it means extending. Sometimes it means, you know, cutting verses. So it's a balance, but sometimes there's, you know, a, a very loud voice that raises above everyone
1: else's. It's right. usually come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to piggyback off of it because he's, he's such a blast to work with because he's so, like, involved with loving the music. Like, right. if he does, like, he's listening back and he's like, I, I just, I just don't like that one. Just, it's not, that one's, that one's not the one because it just doesn't feel right. And that is like so in tune with what we do. I mean, we're instinctually a live band. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, uh, on any given Tuesday uh, someone will hire us to do, you know, like a five hour set where we're just jamming all night. So, um, so to just kind of be in that, in that zone. And he's on the other (laughs) side of the glass being like, yeah, it sounds cool, but uh, you're better than that. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Yeah. And it really, it pumps us up. It makes us really excited about just the song.
2: Yeah. Well, this song, <laughs> this song in particular too, you know, we, we, we went in, we, we've done a, I don't know, a few songs together now. Um, and you, yep. you, every time you jump in, you just try like different approaches of, um, may, maybe we produce this one a little bit more. Maybe we go in with, you know, a hotter, a hotter mix. Like you're just always like kind of looking But with film speed. The interesting thing is because they are such a good live band, they're, they're just, they're tight. They're, they're a solid rock and roll band that can, that can lay a, a track down. And, you know, one of the things that we've kind of, we approached with this, the last set of recordings was to just really pull back, um, uh, any any of the production and really just absolutely strip it down to the point of this is a rock and roll band this is it is what it is, and really kind of focus on going in getting getting good tones to begin with, going to tape and getting a take and that being the the, the song and not going in and chopping up and doing multiple <laughs> tracks of vocals, all these different layers, put we're just really kind of we really focused in on the meat and the potatoes of, of a rock and roll band and, and a song. And it, it's cool because we accomplished it. And you also don't sound like what everybody else is doing, which is slick overproduced records right now.
0: Right. And right. It, it,
2: takes, it takes a good band to be able to do that. You yeah. know, I've, I've worked with many people where... You'll get them in the recording studio, and they've they've come in with these great demos, but they can't play what it is that, that they recorded because they spent six <laughs> months in a bedroom f- making this thing sound perfect. When When you jump into a recording studio, what you really want is all of the work to have been done in pre-production, so when you walk in, you can get magic out of the four or five people that are in a room and, and, and get them to work at their highest level of creativity. And that's being able to play your instruments uh, free willingly, meaning you don't have to think about what it is that you're doing. You're able right. to go in and just perform. And when you're at that level, um, you don't need a lot of production. You, you don't. You just need, a, you need, you need the song.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. It sounds like you guys have a great relationship with Jason as well. And like you really trust him, which is something that I really love hearing about, um, as I've been doing this whole podcast is just, uh, yeah, just the connection that some artists have with their producers. So I love that. That's
2: all there is (laughs) at at the end of it. It's like, really, that's all, all that uh, you can look at is, is yeah. trust. Yep. You trust that the guys can go in there and they can do what they're supposed to do. And they trust you to be able to pull the absolute very best, best out, out of them. them. Yep. I mean, if, if I go in there and I start yelling, you know, at Craig that, you know, change this guitar part on the fly. Um, and he doesn't trust me. It's not going to work. Right. You know? Or in this case, I yell at Oliver mainly. <laughs> 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 I'm throwing people under the bus.
1: Just
2: continue with it.
0: <laughs> so, were there a lot of things that you had to change, Jason, like during the recording process of this song? No,
2: uh, no. Uh, it's it, again, you know, C- Craig and I. He'll he'll send me, you know, like again, his his voice notes and things yeah. like that, and we'll we'll just really kind of narrow down the songs that we like. Um, I think that we'll, you know we, we'll probably have uh, you know one or two conversations uh, over you know, the phone while we're both drinking whiskey and it'll go off into tantrums and we'll talk about like tempos and things like that. But Uh for the most part, we, we, we have the idea of what the song is and, you know, they're, they're, they're a trio, they're a three piece band. So, you know, to, to go in and do anything other than make a, make a three piece band sound as good as we can make them you know, then we're overthinking or we're overproducing, or we're talking about a bigger production than going in and just capturing a song. So the 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 main point that we really look at is like, hey, do do we have the right tempo? Um is the do the verses work and do they set us up for a big a big cool rock and roll chorus? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what I'm looking at. And then we go in and it's just it's capturing a feel. Um and then again, you know, it's it's being able to having guys at, at such a high level of musicianship that you're able to then either push them or pull them or slice and dice on, on the fly, and that's where I feel like it gets um, the 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 creativity for me. That's that's when happens being in the studio and being able to try and um, you know light a fire and and bring an energy and 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 pull it out of out of the guys and put it on tape. And and do it and and do it in one take. This is 131, 131 BPM, 131, 131. Isn't this a lot of fun?
0: Um, I want to know what your favorite lyric line of the song is.
1: Um, uh, hmm. Um, well, that's, that's tough. Um, How <laughs> to, do you have one? Anything about me. I like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh uh so i know nick has one nick's nick's favorite line is uh i've got to wait and reschedule the heart attack he has oh, wow. he said that to me a few times um wait just what likes, was it what is it's, it uh, i gotta wait and reschedule the heart attack oh right yeah yeah that's that's his favorite line of it uh i don't know if i have one that's a great question
0: <laughs> that's okay it stumps everyone <laughs> every time <laughs>
2: Usually usually for me, it's the hook and I'm always screaming the hook, the hook, the hook. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, the the, de- the details in the verses are, you know, it's it's a verse. The mm-hmm. verse is there to set up the hook. Yeah. So for, for me, it's like, it's like, as long as we have a strong hook and that, you know, it, it, it kind of <laughs> screams like I'm happy. I'm so used to Craig, like you know, mumbling through verses and then you hear like this really great hook because he hasn't written a lyric yet, or he's still kind of working out what that verse melody is. But for me it's just like, let's get right into it. Like give me the hook. Yeah. And like, <laughs> is it strong enough? So usually right. for for me it's gonna be that 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 um that hook, uh whatever the hook is, the hook lawn. <laughs> <laughs> In this case it's brain dead. <laughs> yeah. Which leads which like, which, <laughs> which
1: leads us right back to Craig <laughs> yeah well we like hooks we're, we're hook centric uh, people and so it, it would only make sense
0: um, do you have a favorite production element uh,
1: oh that, who me oh. or Craig
0: uh, both
1: <laughs> overall the way this thing sounds those drums just blister they are yeah. so massive sounding that as soon as it opens up, it's one of my favorite intros that we've we've recorded because it's <laughs> <laughs> it's knocking down your door, big. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, drums, drums and bass are so so important um, to me. I think in in the production, uh, you know, stance. You know, I always always I'm I'm so hard on drummers because it's such it's it's just it's very important it's it's a very important um piece of the of the puzzle yeah and uh, you know there's things that that drummers can do that they think um is making them sound better but in it's really making them not sound as big as what they actually are so i'm always nitpicking the the drums uh because i want a drummer to sound massive um yeah and you've uh, you know, you've said your drum pr- uh, primary instruments are drums for you right? I, yeah, I started playing drums, uh, but again, it, it just goes back to like you know being a, a big fan of like John Bonham or even now Taylor Hawkins or you know Dave Grohl oh or yeah. who, Neil mm-hmm. Peart. You know the, the drums are it's just such a crucial element. You know Phil Rudd was one of my all time favorite drummers uh, for, for ACDC, and when you go back and you listen to <laughs> How simple those drum parts are! They sound like they sound like a you know anybody could play them. But when you get behind yeah, a drum set and you start to play that, it's it's damn near impossible to keep. Phil's a got solid that
1: groove. groove though. Phil's yeah. got that like he's got that whatever that magic is because uh, I huge ACDC fan, right? Even like the other drummer slave that they brought in, sure he played the songs really well, but it's not that same backbeat that that one drummer possessed. That's actually a huge thing about, about Oliver as a three piece, you know, Nick and I've been playing together forever. He's basically just an extension of, of what I'm doing, which is great because as a package deal, like we're all, we're kind of hopefully already thinking the same things, which is great. And with Oliver coming in, he's three years with us and, uh, he's better all the time with us and just learning. He's a jazz guy. He's got like jazz degree um, yeah, he's got a degree in, uh, performance. So, uh, it's always funny when we're doing bar gigs and I turn around and, you know, there he is playing Brian Adams with us for a few hundred dollars. Uh, (laughs) but when he can, when he can really deliver and, and dial in, uh, what he needs to be doing, he's magic.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, it's been fun to watch the progression too, because you know, like I will yell at somebody very quickly because I care that much. <laughs> and like, yeah. I, if I, if I know that we, you know, it can be better, I'm going to go and I'm going to drive and, and try and push it uh, to the, to the absolute limit. And it's been really uh, fun, you know, over the few songs that we've done together, Oliver, you know, just is kind of pinpointing him. Cause again, it, it's the drums, but man, he, he's just really kind of like, he's taken note. He's listened and he, I've just watched the guy become a, a really solid, solid rock and roll drummer. And I, I just don't, I don't say that very often. Um, but it is because like, you know, you can yell and scream and say, don't play the ghost note. Don't do, don't do that. It doesn't make you sound better. It, 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 you know, I know <laughs> it's cool, but it doesn't bring any value to what it is that you're doing within this moment. And he's kind of like, he's kind of probably either shrugged me off or listened to some of the things, but you can see that he's really becoming a solid rock and roll drummer. And that's, it's, it's, just, it's, there's so few drummers that you can really qualify as really good rock and roll drummers. Cause it's, it's not easy. It's not it's easy. Fair.
1: That's fair. It's
2: easy to overplay and it's easy to, to, to get fancy on, on the drum set, especially when you know a lot. But to break things down to twos and fours and, and backbeats and and yeah, that's not it's not that's not easy. It's
1: all about so. that vibe. It's all about that vibe first.
0: For sure. Well, anything else that you'd like to tell the audience about this song?
2: You should tell her about your feet. <laughs> <laughs> My feet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seen Craig's feet? <laughs> no, they're glorious. <laughs> they're <Are> glorious. They?
1: <laughs> I, don't and we're why I, wears, I don't know why I wear shoes. <laughs> well, the, oh I mean, the gosh. the people that we went uh, this went to tape. This went to two inch tape uh, with a guy named um, Mark Rains who really really knows how to how to work his uh, whole setup equipment. Everything just uh, Jason would kind of say, like, yeah, give it to me, you know, uh, bigger. And then he'd, like, just give, like, a texture idea, you know? And then Mark would be, like, great. that's That sounds awesome, man. I, I think we should do that. <laughs> and then he just starts rigging these things together. The guitar tones in this is, uh, it's a 410 Fender DeVille um, that I usually play with live, so it's part of, like, my sound, quote-unquote. And then it's this, like, vintage organ... Amp, like they like a whirlitzer or like a and a Leslie cap, like it goes into these types of amps specifically. And so we went like dual stereo with both of them. So we went left channel and right channel. And <laughs> I grabbed the guitar and I get into this little room with him and he's kind of micing it and put it together. He's like, go ahead and play something. And it goes, <clears throat> right? And he just makes a couple adjustments on the knobs. He's like, try now. And it's like, oh <laughs> it was it just Immediately sounded like, and we just kind of had that. Mo- we just looked at each other. We said no words, but like it was that right. small nod. <laughs> it was that small nod where it was like we have the rock and roll. Yeah, we used
2: it. the. There was a lot of cool instruments or a- even amps used on this thing, and it, it's not many. It's very minimal because again, it's mm-hmm. Sleepy's like band. But you know, I, there was like a uh, 1949 Slingerland drum set that was used. So rad. Um, wow. And then I forgot the, the Ampeg, was it a B B something B-something, B-12, I don't know, like a 1960s Ampeg <laughs> bass. But the, I think the interesting thing about this song, to, to get into the heart of it, was um, it's, it's, it's recorded, like the, the take that you hear, that's one take. Wow, we didn't go back in and do a bunch of takes. Right, we we did three or four takes, and and you know got got the band really warmed up. And I think we went back and used take three or something like that. So it's not like um, we sat in Pro Tools and we chopped this thing
1: up. It's, Anti it's, Imagine Dragons, the opposite. Y- yeah, <laughs>
2: it's it's just start to finish. That is that's the song, and that's the way that it was recorded and laid down. And on this, we I think with this we we did do a uh, you know a guitar overdub, and I think we did a couple of bass overdubs to get that real kind of beefy distorted bass thing. But the, the take is the take, and the, the song from top to bottom is the song, and it was all cut like like Craig said, it was cut on. Um, uh, 16 track, uh, two inch analog machine, uh, with on 456 tape. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, something that not a lot of people are doing any longer. Um, well, it it depends on where you are in in the world. You know, you're seeing, you're seeing some, some of these raw kind of underground sounds pop up like in in the UK and and Australia, but for, for the U S you know, rock and roll, it's like this slick very produced kind of kind of noise now and you're what you're really missing is like this human element that we've lost due to everything being on a grid um i know that we used a click track in this song um but for the most part you know if if it if it sways a little bit we're not going to go in and correct that because that's the human element of it and that's something that i just feel like we're we're missing and And again, you know, we, we walked into, to this session and it was like, are we, do you guys want to, do you want to produce this thing or do you want to just go like raw? And everybody agreed that let's just go raw. So it is what it is. And, you know, the, the, from start to finish is, is, you know, what went down in, in the studio. So the little things like that is, that's what makes uh, my end of it a, a lot of fun because, you know, again, Leaning back to the band, there's not a lot of bands that can just go in there and knock something out, and it sound cool enough to say like, "Hey, let's go, let's let's put this out because this is cool." Um, so it takes a, it takes a special band to be able to go in there and and and, and pull that off. And um, we appreciate and also, that. <laughs> also, also have the balls to go in there and do something straight to tape, and um, you know, not want to sound like everybody else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I do want to clarify, like when you're talking one take, like all three of them are playing at the exact same time. When you listen to
2: brain, when you listen to brain dead, that is the take Yeah, that start to finish that that's the take. Wow. Um, so we, we, like I said, we did go in there. There's, there's a, you know, I think we stacked a, a guitar in the, uh, in the chorus. You gotta chorus stack and then, guitars, man. Right. You gotta yeah. stack them. <laughs> and then we did something else and then we stacked some bass,
1: bass stuff, but. Yeah. The, don't forget the uh, sleigh bells, man. Sleigh bells are in there. Yeah. That's because I sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> that's I the even, recording think,
2: cameo. Actually, I actually think that we m- 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 might've pulled, I-, I don't know if I even hear the sleigh bells in it. Might have pulled that out. But again, it's like, yes, that's, that's the take. And that's like kind of like the magic of what I feel, you know, is missing in rock and roll or even in music now is, is, is just the fact that we're, we're missing this fire, this energy of something being recorded in a room by three guys, making eye, eye contact and vibing on what each other are doing. Um, we're just, that's been sucked out by everything going on the grid. So the fact that we've got bands out there that are going back and doing that because they can is, uh, something that I want to work on.
1: We're stoked to to do it. We love rock and roll. So, (laughs) so much that it's, uh, to have the opportunity to do it is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I love rock and roll more though. (laughs) Now there's a battle, right?
0: Well, um, can you tell all of the listeners where to find you on social media?
1: Absolutely. If you want to Google us, uh, you're lucky. <laughs> I, we're lucky that you can. It's film speed uh, music. It's film speed band. Um, if you're on the Instagram, it's film speed music. If you're on Facebook, it's film speed. If you're on Twitter, film speed music, find somewhere that we aren't. It's my job to get us there and let me know. So I yes. can
0: and you can yes. download Brain Dead or stream everywhere, yeah. right?
1: App, Apple, Spotify, Teaser, Amazon, let us know if there's a place that it isn't, <laughs> and we will make sure it gets there. Nice. Yeah, it's everywhere.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. Um, it was Thanks for having us. It was really, really awesome learning about everything. Putting this song together and how it came to life.
2: Hey, tell your uh, tell tell your fans to follow me at um, it's Hollis everywhere and Punk Aristocrats all social media. Yes, okay, yes. yes
1: for all things incredible and rock and roll and amazing. That's
2: true. I can't deny that.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much again. Thank you. download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Dene, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Danae Music. Thank you for listening. <laughs>